Hello, Annie McLaughlin here for this week's edition of Stick Together, focusing on union news, workers' stories and social justice issues. Stick Together is produced in the studios of 3CR Radio in Melbourne and broadcast nationally on the Community Radio Network. The issue that dominated last week was the formal stages of the creation of a super union. The signing of the Memorandum of Understanding between the CFMEU and the MUA, the Maritime Union of Australia, went ahead on Wednesday the 14th of December at Victoria Trades Hall, witnessed by a plethora of other union officials, delegates and rank-and-file members. We were there, and we'll bring you a report from the mouths of those present. But first, some union news. In some New South Wales news, Essential Energy Board Directors gave their acting chief a $114,000 bonus and paid $28.1 million in dividends to the New South Wales government before deciding to sack 1,600 workers. The latest Essential Energy Annual Report show that while management asked the Fair Work Commission for permission to sack workers on economic grounds, the following senior roles received generous salaries in 2015-16. Acting Chief Executive Officer, $764,353. Chief Financial Officer, 357876 Heads of Customer Corporate Services, 337706 Head of Safety, Human Resources and Environment, 331250 And the Board paid dividends to the New South Wales Government, totalling $58.7 million in 2014 and 15. The writers of the report found 2015 and 16 finances were better than expected, due to a result of lower-than-budgeted number of employees during the year, ETU officials noted the number of essential energy locations across the state reduced by nearly a third over a five-year period from 2011 to 2015, and the workforce reduced by 1,400 staff in the same period. Essential Energy Management stood before the Fair Work Commission and argued that to remain profitable, the company needed to slash up to 1,600 regional jobs. Deputy Secretary of the ETU in New South Wales, David McKinley, said, What they didn't tell the industrial umpire or the people of regional New South Wales was that this was only the case because the New South Wales government has been continuing to demand multi-million dollar dividends. You may have caught up with a worker campaign coming out of Wollongong where a student, sick and tired of being offered cash-in-hand work at Below Award, spat the dummy on social media and received a deluge of responses from other young people being exploited by employers. Well, the ACTU has called on the Turnbull government to take its finger out of the proverbial and do what governments are elected to do. The ACTU says working people, 
particularly young workers, are being exploited by employers who are flouting the weaknesses in Australian employment and workplace relations laws. Employers test the boundaries of labour laws, said the ACTU, to minimise their obligation to employees, knowing the only thing smaller than the chance of getting caught is any fine they might have to pay. Employers flouting even basic entitlements such as minimum wage is creating a whole layer of poverty-level jobs. This is not just ripping people off, it destroys good jobs and yet the Turnbull government is focused on attacking the very mechanisms that have protected Australia from this kind of behaviours. Unions, said ACTU Secretary Dave Oliver. If uh, you're concerned about the level of pay you're receiving, the ACTU recommend that you go to www.checkyourpay.com.au to get more information and assistance. The CPSU, the union handling the negotiations for a new EBA with the Federal Government for the Public Service, is in a deadly battle for the survival of the public service. The Minister for Employment, Michaela Cash, has thrown every conceivable obstacle in the way of resolution, in line with the Coalition's privatisation ideology. I caught up with Nardine Flood, the National Secretary of the CPSU, at the Super Union signing on Wednesday the 14th of December for an update. Well, Michaela Cash is continuing a three-year attack on workers' rights, so we've still got over 100,000 workers across the Commonwealth public sector holding out. That means they hang on to their rights and conditions, but they're going into their third Christmas without a pay rise, so we've got a lot of families who are doing it pretty tough, actually. Okay, so what's the union uh, expecting? What are the next steps for the union? Well, we've got four prongs to our approach. We're continuing industrial action. We've got thousands of workers voting no to these deals in agreement ballots. We've got multiple cases in the Fair Work Commission and in arbitration, and we've just had a Senate inquiry hand down recommendations into what government will do, and we'll be going back to the Parliament in the new year. Now, there's lots of talk about them privatising things like Centrelink and a whole range of things. This is the government's agenda. What's uh, the uh, union's reaction? Oh, look, we've been campaigning on the importance of public services all of this year, including against the outsourcing of Medicare payments in the federal election, which got to any scare while it was real. So thousands of our members' jobs there, you know, uh, have been under the gun and, you know, we suspect the government will come back with further privatisation propositions next year. So it's up to the people to have to stand up, isn't it? Well, we're fighting and our members are fighting hard and, you know, we're incredibly proud of them. It's, we are a union led by the workplace and we've got rank and file leaders who've led the charge all of this year. To leave on a positive note, you might have been aware of a six-week-long series of protected actions at the Ballarat McCain's factory, the company that provides the chips you eat out of Kentucky Fried Chicken and buy from the supermarket freezer. Issues included shift changes that increased hours and outsourcing and casualisation, which attacked job security. After flying in labour from New Zealand and being faced with another six weeks of protected action as the workers stayed strong, 
the company fell in with the workers' demands. Here is AMWU organiser Angela McCarthy. We finally got an outcome now, which is very good news for the workers at McCain. Let's get some background. So these workers at McCain's, uh, many of them have been working there for a long time, right? Oh, they have, yeah. Look, um, 17 years, 20 years service with the company is not unusual at all at McCain. Um, there are a lot of workers there with very long length, length of service, yeah. And so uh, what were the things that the company were aiming to do? Uh, look, they wanted to be able to um, essentially have carte blanche on changing their rosters and hours, um, certainly taking away some, some allowances um, and... Look, they had an extremely long laundry list of things they wanted to take out and um, to be quite honest with you, I've actually forgotten half of what they were because there were so many. Um, I think they were just basically taking a broad brush and throwing everything at us and seeing what they could get away with taking away. So what did it Um, mean to those... They didn't take away anything. Yeah, yeah. So what did it mean to the workers, though, those changes in shifts? What were they aiming... I mean, uh, quality of life was really at issue, wasn't it? Quality of life is an issue, yes. We've got workers at the moment working um, continuous uh, rotating 12-hour shifts. Um, it's a very punishing roster that they work. Um, the workers there are often that tired, they don't know what day of the week it is. So one of their claims was actually to have the option to, every, every 12 months, uh, vote down this continuous shift roster and go back to the more traditional um, eight-hour shift that they were previously on. So... Uh, essentially they wanted an out so that when this shift that they're working on becomes too hard, they have the ability to say no, enough's enough and and vote out this roster that they're on and they got that. Okay, and uh, the other thing about it was that the company were outsourcing, contracting out. This has an effect on job security, doesn't it? It certainly has an effect on job security and workers at McCain took that very, very seriously. Um, Just, uh, oh... At about Christmas, just before Christmas last year, the company um, contracted out uh, what they call potato receivable at McCain in Ballarat, and it was a it was a small part of the business, but nevertheless, um, it certainly raised concerns that this could spread more widely across the, uh, across the business, and that more jobs could be contracted out. So workers had that very firmly in their mind uh, when these negotiations were taking place, and they certainly sought to have um, some job security uh, provisions put in the agreement. So people held firm and they got a result? They did. They held very firm and they got a result. And it, 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 took, um, it, it took six weeks of protected action and a threatened further six weeks of protected action. But um, well, the workers at McCain's are very principled. Um, they're very aware um, and they were certainly up for the fight. Um, and, and they won, which is fantastic. I'm at the... Uh signing of the Memorandum of Understanding between the MUA and the CFMEU. Many of the members have turned up and delegates. Uh, We've got Dave Oliver and uh, we have uh, Michael O'Connor from the CFMEU there having a chat. Uh, It's a big day today. Oh yeah, very very big day. Very awesome day. Tell tell me why. Well it's a bit of history in the making. I mean two, two of Australia's most powerful unions sort of come together. I mean it's the signing of the Memorandum of Understanding, but still, it's the first step. It's almost like you'd call it the engagement of the two unions, and I just think it's it's absolutely awesome. I mean, um, especially when you've got the Liberals bagging it and being very scared of it. I mean, it must be good for the workers then. So, yeah, I just think uh, two powerful unions coming together is just history in its making, and, and I think it should have happened a long time ago, but you know what? I'm glad it's happening now. Why is it necessary? 
I just think that, like, every day you read about companies all pulling their resources and merging and joining and all the rest of it. I think sometimes we double up on a lot of things, and I think the MUA have a lot of resources and they've got a lot of areas they, that they have uh, a lot of influence in that we don't, and vice versa. There's a lot of areas we have a lot of influence in that they don't. Now, them two forces combining together, it is just an absolute explosion of much more power and much more power and a better negotiating uh, position for both unions can only benefit the members. about this big day, Paddy Cramwell? Oh, well, this is just fantastic for workers and for trade unionists, you know, not just in the maritime and construction, mining and forestry, but all across Australia and really given the international profile of the two unions across the world because it's, uh, it just shows you the workers will get on with the job. Uh, they're prepared to fight back. Uh, their unionism is just as important in working lives as ever before and they want strong unions to represent them. I mean, this is a great thing. This is really optimistic. In all the trouble that's going on in this place, the lies that have been told about workers, uh, the oppression, workers still just want to get on with it. They want to get together. They want to re reclaim their lives back on the job. They want to reclaim their communities. And this merge is all about that. It's just fantastic. What about this... Uh, uh you know, uh, puncing around of uh, Michaela Cash, talking about it, uh, trying to find ways and means to make it not happen. Well, that's just more of their nonsense, an ideological brick wall, that's what they put up. You know, uh, trade unions have really built many of the values in this country, as much as any other single thing, the, the ability to redistribute wealth, you know, a fair go, whether you're sick or whether you're healthy, whether you're young or whether you're old, whether you're male or whether you're female, trade unionism has been out as, as a sort of a gatekeeper for all the very best things of Australian life. She doesn't stand for any of that. She stands for elitism, more polarisation of wealth and power, you know, uh, crushing out the rights of individuals, individual Australians. And I guess the more she whinges about things and comes up with this nonsense, the more ordinary Australians and workers know it's a good thing. Anything that she thinks has to be wrong. That's where it works. Can I ask you your feelings on this day? Uh, I think it's a fantastic day. It's um, for, uh, from the TCFUA. You know, we've been in amalgamation discussions with the CFMEU for 18 months now, and we're getting very close to that happening. And so it's really exciting to see the MUA also going down that path. We think the combination of the CFMEU, the MUA, and the TCFUA is going to be a great union. So, so you're not, yeah, and United Front. Absolutely, and you know, there, there's such great cultures in all three unions. There's such great um, strength in what this union's going to be and what it can deliver to its members and what it can do in Australia and in the world. So I'm excited by it. So uh, all, the three different unions have got different uh, strengths, don't they? Uh, can you sort of give us an idea of those kind of strengths that are going to come together in, in these amalgamations? 
Look, I think that uh, there's some common strains that go all through all three. What's common between all three unions is they not only fight for workers' rights and conditions, they also fight for workers' jobs. And they understand the importance of fighting for jobs, for being involved in campaigns that are about communities, as well as about workplaces, in being involved in trying to make a... Um, a society that actually treats working class people more fairly, that changes the balance of power in the sort of world that we have. So that's common amongst the three of us. But the other things that are different that we're going to bring is from the TCFUA, we bring a whole lot more women. We bring you know, a great history of working and organising amongst migrant communities and low paid workers. And so that's something that um, gives us a unique take on how we work and how we organise and how we campaign and fight. Uh, if you look at the MUA, they've got a great proud history in terms of being able to um, organise and mobilise their members politically. They've got a great history of educating their members politically and being able to have them engaged in all sorts of um, campaigns for change. And if you look at the CFMEU, then they're a, a great story about three you know, different um, parts of that union coming together and really working to make that work in the last, you know, five or six years to a power force in terms of Australian union movement, one that unites workers across really varied industries but has um, an ability to stand up against corporate power, ability to call out corporate greed and to make sure that the front and centre workers and members... Um, and what's important for them is what drives the union and nothing else. So, you know, there's commonality and there's differences, but there's some great strains of strength in the, in the lot of it. So, uh, so you're Maria Van Bakel from Corwell? Maria Van Bakel, you're the member for Corwell. OK, and so you're here today at this uh, event? I'm here to witness the merger between the MUA and the CFMEU. And uh, it's monumental, isn't it? It's, I think it's very important. I've had a bit of a long time association with people from both unions. Um, the fact is that a lot of the people I represent in Melbourne's northern suburbs are members uh, of, of unions. They rely on union uh, activity to protect their rights. It's all very much a part of, uh, you know, my, my role as their member is to make sure that I'm part of a process that helps the people I represent and the union movement is that process for working people in the northern suburbs of Melbourne. I'm from 3CR, yep. so Michael O'Connor. It's a big day? Yeah, big day for the MUA and a big day for the CFMU and a big day for the trade union movement. OK, and uh, what's, what does it mean? I mean, when I think about a very big union, would the little person think that they're not going to be represented because they're going to be lost in the wash? Well, hopefully not. We, both unions are very democratic in their structures. We're activist-based, lots of rank-and-file meetings, lots of rank-and-file uh, forums. That's obviously going to continue. That's our strength and the involvement of our membership and our activists. And that will continue. So hopefully our activists and members will continue to be involved as they have been in the past, but hopefully better resourced, uh, more, more capacity to make changes, more capacity to defend workers, more capacity to defend families and communities. Hopefully that's what we'll be doing. Now, g given the um, state of play in relation to federal government policy, which is quite anti-union, I don't think we need to uh, beat around the bush. Uh, is this one of the reasons for why it's important to create something that's bigger? Oh, clearly, uh, we're, we're responding to the changing nature of um, the labour market with our economy uh, transforming into, into a different type of economy and we're also responding to uh, the systematic and on, ongoing attacks from the federal government and the big end of town and, and 
we need to be bigger, better resourced, and and uh, hopefully step up a few gears to make sure that we not only defend the ways and conditions and the living standards of our members and the community, but hopefully keep, continue to advance um, important issues like safety and and uh, uh, and training and and. Uh, and, and job and the job issue. So, yep, this is a response to the tax and a response to the cha- changing nature of the labour market. Also, um, the CUB uh, dispute, it would appear that because it's internationalised, uh, basically that was one internationally. I've just spoken to Troy Gray about this. Um, do you think that in a funny kind of way, be- becoming bigger, talking directly to uh, big companies is kind of sidelining government policy? Well, clearly... Um, uh, the union movement has a capacity from time to time to uh, you know, make agreements with employers and be able to resist the attempt by the government to intervene in those uh, the negotiations and those relationships. But um, you know, it's um, there's no one silver bullet for all these issues. Um, each dispute's different. Each company's different. Uh, but there's no doubt that um, if we have enough power and our members are well organised, um, we can resist the attempts of the government to intervene in a in a negative way in the uh, agreement making process so we hopefully we can do that going forward do you have any predictions for 2017 yeah there's going to be a bigger more vibrant trade union in the construction forestry mining energy and maritime industries and um, it's going to be a great thing to see i'm from 3cr stick together you're dave oliver obviously from the actu can you give us your response to this great day i think it's terrific that we've got uh coming together of these great unions. If you look at the history of our trade union movement and some of the fantastic struggles we've had in the past, uh, you only have to look at the front of all these campaigns where you've seen uh, the mining unions, uh, the construction unions uh, and the maritime unions have been at the forefront of these campaigns and it makes sense now that these great organisations are coming together to continue to lead from the front as they have proudly done in the past. Where does that put the ACTU in relation to all this? Oh, look, we, uh, we're fully um, backing this whole, uh, this whole uh, merger. Um, you know, we're looking forward to working with the, uh, the national leadership. You've got a very strong leadership team uh, at, the, uh, at the helm of all these organisations and we'll continue to work um, with the leadership. And we know that uh, the, uh, the new entity will certainly... Uh, have a stronger voice in the collective movement. What's it going to be called? What's the move? What's the union going to be called? Well, that's a million-dollar question, and uh, you might want to go and ask uh, the leadership of uh, those particular unions. And I look forward to seeing the outcome of that discussion. <laughs> uh, you better ask. G'day, you guys. I'm from 3CR. I was wondering. This is a big day, like Dave Noonan and your Bobby Carnegie. Oh, g'day, Bob. Um, you're known by reputation. Um, yeah, yeah. What, what's the new union going to be called? Ah, oh, um, it's going to be called the best union in the world. <laughs> Is there a fight on about the name? No, no fight. Um, we're trying to work it out. We're thinking about it. Um, people are thinking very seriously about it. What we want to do is create uh, a fighting union, a union that can, um, you know, take our members and our industries forward um, and we'll find the right name at the right time, but we haven't got it yet. Okay. All right, so this is the big day for the signing of the... Um Memorandum of Understanding, what are the key elements? Well, the key elements are respecting um, the traditions of the particular unions, uh, understanding that uh, uh, in uh, merging with the CFMEU, the Maritime Union is going to continue to have a very large degree of autonomy 
that's really the CFMEU structure anyway. Uh, we, we've got uh, divisions based on industries. We've been like that for over 20 years. So, um, you know, uh, for us, the MUA coming in is a great addition of, um, you know, uh, organising capacity, um, some great comrades coming in, uh, but an industry and a, and a group of workers that we've had, uh, certainly construction workers, have had affinity with for, for decades. Um, you know, a history of being progressive, strong militant unions, and that's what we think will continue. Hey, Bob, you're, you're um, a renowned socialist. Yes, yes. So uh, what, how does this feel about for uh, furthering the aims of uh, ensuring uh, workers' rights? Well, I think it does a great deal for that. Uh, the merging of these, of these unions is, is something for me I think is just, it's just wonderful. It, uh, it's not just the thing about uh, a place for union officials. The most important thing is that there's a great deal of unity amongst rank and file workers about this. There's no difference in the end between a construction worker, a seafarer, a wharfie or a coal miner. We're all blue collar workers. We all believe uh, that we are entitled to a, a decent day's pay for a hard day's work. We believe that we want to leave our industry, our industries better than what we came into. And for me and for my, uh, my branch, uh, it's a, this is a wonderful day. Now there's been a lot of pressure for uh, onshore uh, local seafaring industry. This will help to shore up uh, protection? Look, this undoubtedly uh, helps for, for the seafaring section of the Maritime Union, for us to be merging with, with uh, the CFMEU who have always been our greatest supporters. Uh, a lot of people don't um, understand the immense debt the MUA owes the, the CFMEU during the 1998 uh, uh, Patrick's dispute when our union was on its knees. The, here in Melbourne, uh, John Cummins, the great late John Cummins and 4,000 building workers marched when we were on our knees. They held their hands out and they lifted us up. And this, 18 years later, is a summation and a, and a crowning testament to, to that bravery all those years ago. So it's a wonderful thing. We'll never be That's it for Stick Together today. Thanks to you for listening. Thanks to Angela McCarthy, Nadine Flood, Johnny Setka, Michael O'Connor, Paddy Crumlin, Michelle O'Neill, Dave Oliver and Maria Vakanu, MP, for talking to us. Stick Together is produced at 3CR Radio in Melbourne and broadcast nationally on the Community Radio Network. The podcast is available at 3cr.org. And you can contact the producers of the show at sticktogether3cr at gmail.com or by calling 03 9419 Remember, wherever you are, whatever you do, there's a union for you. My name is Annie McLaughlin. Catch you next time. Stand up. Stand up for your rights. Get up. Stand up. Don't give up the fight Get up, stand up Stand up for your rights Get up, stand up
Living 